From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. Hello. Hi sir, how are you? हाँ जी सॉरी आई डोंट नो सर वॉट यूर सिंग दिस ऑडियो क्लिप अलेजली ऑफ अ कॉन्वर्सेशन बिटवीन ए वेरी आईरेट अश्नीर ग्रोवर boss of the fintech startup bharat pay that's valued at just under 3 billion dollars and an executive of kotak mahindra bank has not only led to a deeper scrutiny of the goings on at bharat pay but it has also kickstarted several conversations about corporate checks and balances the outsized role of founders of startups and how to rein them in in case they run amok grover has called the tape fake but he has since taken voluntary leave of absence i think intrinsically he is obviously been somebody uh, you know who's uh, ultra aggressive and and sort of in control um and and the person leading from the front he's always sort of been like that but i guess the confidence that he has amassed in the past couple of years because of the success so called success of bharat pay uh has obviously you know rubbed him off the wrong way uh in terms of his dealings with people and his own attitude uh wherein he thinks he's sort of invincible right and and that typically happens to a lot of these star founders at this point if you don't agree with him um you know he'll start threatening you and it's happened it's happened to all of us i'm sure all reporters um you have to go by his the way you know he envisions the narrative the way he wants the story he wants to completely control the narrative and uh i think obviously he has gotten emboldened uh over the past couple of years because of the size and scale of bharat pay ye sab dogla pan hai main tera dogla pan na utarta hu ab tune paisa uthaya bnex se bnex fintech investor hai correct ab mere ko ye mat samjha d2c hai wo tu yahan pe aake bol raha hai mere ko d2c ka paisa chahiye lekin se fir The 40-year-old co-founder of Bharat Pay, whose previous stints include C-suite jobs at Paytm and Grofers, recently found nationwide fame as one of the judges of the reality TV show Shark Tank India, where he mentors startup entrepreneurs seeking to raise funds. Grover's snarky aggression is a perfect fit for the TRP-fueled reality show. But away from the cameras, says R. Gopala Krishnan. Perpetrated bad behavior and unchecked powers have given rise to many a psychopathic CEOs. A corporate leader for 55 years, Gopala Krishnan has been chairman of Unilever Arabia. He's been MD of Brookborn Lipton, and also a director at Tata Sons. And among his many books is one called Wisdom for Startups from Grownups. Late last week, I called Mr. Gopala Krishnan. to talk about the culture that pervades startups and just why he thinks the jerk and genius ceo as he terms it is the worst kind of boss to lead companies 
Uh, Mr. Gopalakrishnan, in your recent column for the Business Standard, you have spoken about empathy deficient CEOs in the startup culture. You also speak about what you call the psychopath CEO. Why is the startup culture so conducive to bad behavior? And what exactly do you mean by psychopathic CEO? It's not just about startups. Um, any position of power, uh, whether it's in large companies, startup companies, um, family managed businesses, uh, politics, <laughs> uh, bureaucracies, any position of power makes a person empathy deficient. And to make it a bit dramatic, I like to refer to it as a damage to the brain. And I use the word damage mm -hmm. not to say that it is irreversibly damaged, but to say I went to play tennis today and I pulled a muscle. That doesn't mean you're going to be limping for the rest of your life, but temporarily something happened to you. So you're saying that power automatically damages the brain in Abs a certain way? Absolutely. I came to this conclusion um, after looking at large corporates. Um, and I've written a book on it called Crash. And in that, I covered 15 case studies. And after writing the case studies, and of course, the case study is not referred to brain damage only of the CEO, because a chairman of a board can be power uh, uh, brain damage due to power. Uh, independent director can be brain damage due to power. What makes startups feel very powerful? And I came to a hypothesis, unstated hypothesis, mm -hmm. that... Uh, uh, startup founders think of their company as their own child. They behave no differently from a parent who, till the child is 40 years old, wants to dictate what happens. It's bad enough they try to do it till the age of five, but then the child starts to respond in certain ways. When I yes. wrote my book, uh, people thought my use of the word brain damage and so on was a bit uh, inappropriate. And I said, be that as it may, I, re I refer to eight studies by neuroscientists and psychologists to support my argument. And when I found that uh, it seems to be happening in startups also, I said, well, if he feels very, very powerful, I mean, it happens in politics. You look around in the political scene, you'll find certain brain damage characters. They don't like to be told that, but <laughs> you can see it on television every day. <laughs> how, how, how does this behavior, this psychopathic uh, CEO that you call, how does this behavior manifest? There are eight behaviors I have written about. I'll try to remember them. Uh, one is that they don't treat other people with dignity either by language or by body language or by the way they treat them. Uh, the second is they are self-obsessed. I have done this. I Everything happens because of me. They're self-obsessed. Third is they've got a sense of uh, grandiose sense of their purpose. Almost to the point that everybody else's purpose doesn't matter. Hmm. Almost messianic in that sense. Almost messianic in that sense. Um, the fourth is that... Uh, uh, when a person has a problem, they are not very um, supportive of that. They, they are not empathetic. They may show lip sympathy, but not uh, any empathy for it. And uh, there are three or four more, but 
these are the symptoms that you see even in ceos of large companies and how does it impact the company per se whether it's a startup or it's an old fashioned uh, bricks and mortar company how does it how does it impact the culture in the company aspiring young people think that's the route to uh, startup you know when i was 25 i used to look at vasant rajadeksha t thomas and say wow that kind of guy has become chairman so maybe i should also behave a bit that way it happens involuntarily it's not that the rational sort of thinking and i'm sure when i became a director or vice chairman other people might have tried to emulate me so that's the first uh, uh, impact it has the second is if it's done to a toxic level and i use the word psychopath not as a specialist in psychology but uh, uh, as a lay person uh, then it affects the way the company is run now you take a company like rio tinto which is a mining company look at their company now they have had to do an independent study to find that they've had uh, 100 cases of uh, sexual harassment and 200 cases of uh, bad behavior hmm. uh, which i must compliment that board if i read the report right they have got an independent inquiry to be done into that so it affects the company it depresses morale at an extreme huh? we all have flashes of brain damage or empathetic uh, deficiencies but yes. uh, flashes are human mm. uh, i'm guilty of it i'm sure you are guilty of it and so on and so forth but uh, when it is uh, on permanent display and some of these people i have referred to in these companies including by the way i have uh, here again i don't focus only on the ceos you know the vc community the pe community has its own share of uh, brats <laughs> because they are also they are also financing right so they they are financing and mm. they put pressure mm. and uh, so you read the biography of uh, son masayoshi and uh, you say he's a nutcase right yes he's been very successful you read the biography of steve jobs everybody likes to refer to steve jobs but he was a nutcase this is so, what this so called the jock and genius connection ex- exactly mm-hmm. so uh, people interpret that to say if i want to be seen as a genius i must behave like a jerk and it no more ceases to be no more is uh, in their mind is no more the jerky behavior it is a genius behavior and this happens unconsciously through emulation a good startup begins with a great idea which over which somebody might have very proprietary uh, Uh, interest control in that case like say what happened with uber travis kalanick we saw uh, or more recently closer home we are seeing with with ashneer grover in bharat pay who will tell the sort of the errant truant ceo that your kind of derailing not just your own career but also the company you know um, in my book crash <laughs> i had written that there are three or four ways to mitigate its effect the moment you get power then uh, you are prone to it it's like um, if a bunch of iron filings enters a magnetic field it is prone to be influenced you can't avoid it but you can do some things to mitigate it one of them i have said is to have a uh, clementine mirror clementine as you know was the wife of uh, winston churchill and winston churchill was a nutcase everybody knows that um and she used to have a certain influence on him mm. 
which is exemplified by a letter which i found in the british war museum mm-hmm. where she wrote to him a letter and then saying you know you're not you should not behave like this and then she tore it up and then ultimately they put it together and it's on display there so i call it the clementine mirror a clementine mirror is to your psychology what an optical mirror is to your looks and when i look at a concave lens i can see that my handsome looking face has lots of blemishes and scars and then somebody does something about it but when i look into a psychological mirror uh, if i have one then it will show that you know this kind of behavior is not good and very often wives play that role but sometimes wives also become <laughs> as we are seeing in the case we just mentioned that right. it's not everybody is not fortunate to have a clementine mirror and sometimes uh, couples can uh, mirror each other exactly so it has got to be somebody who can be a clementine mirror it could be a father it could be an elder brother it could be a boss but in the institutional sense i would say it has to be the board of directors and i have referred in my article to a, a startup which i happened to be chairing where a founder came with an idea and we thought it's a good idea we funded him and i was a chairman i used to spend hours of maddening time uh, trying to counsel him i mean he's not exactly a, a 25 year old guy he was a 55 year old guy you know which makes it even more difficult yes to, to just give you one example uh in that particular case uh, he was in the us trying to get new customers he then says bill clinton is coming to bombay and is meeting people of a certain uh, industry i have got a chance to be one of the six people to be with him for an hour so i am flying back just for an hour and going back to new york flying first class and i said listen you're 55 i hate treating you like a child and telling you yes or no but you should really think in that hour you'll get a 5 minute he did do it he spent the company money and came and did it and went you can afford to do this because you can afford to fly first class all the way from the us to india for an hour i mean you're also used to getting your own way always uh, getting your own way does that become a problem in the end no you know it is whose money is he spending he is spending the vc money right he's not spending his money um if somebody's son is dying you would do it sure but that is not the case so one of the problems that startups have is that you know we are all rejoicing that uh, funding is such much more easily available than 20 years ago which is true and that's a good thing but when you get easy money you spend easy mm. Mm. and it is that aspect that uh, causes the damage because you start to think it's your money i don't believe that they are real valuations you know mm. you put them to the market and transparently and then very very few of them come up trumps now we are talking about unicorns and decacorns and india of course in the last year or so has has had a plethora of these uh, unicorns uh, we've also seen some of them crash and burn how does how does a ceo of a startup culture or a company or anyone in a position of extreme power 
and access to everything what what are the things that they should watch out for as you said at the start of the interview that this brain damage is not a permanent thing it can also change when you retire it changes <laughs> <laughs> and that's why people should retire you know after 10 years or 12 years or whatever and uh, people like uh, joseph mobutu or uh, ferdinand marcos who stayed there for 25 years or robert mugabe uh, are permanently brain damaged there's a study done by westinghouse corporation you know many many decades ago they started a westinghouse scholarship to find very talented young people in uh, stem subjects and uh, they would award them a scholarship after some intensive tests and uh, they would track them to see how many of them achieved uh, high accolades which means getting a membership or being elected to the national academy of engineering or national academy of sciences and so on and they found a very few now the psychology study of this is the moment you tell a child or a young impressionable person that you're the next best thing after sliced bread it gets to him or her and you can see this with superstars which burn out very fast yes um and i think the same magazine cover newspaper front page finance minister invites them to tell them how to run the country they get a many of them not all of them get an exaggerated sense of self importance now recently uh, at the very highest levels people read out in parliament how many jobs they have created they didn't say how many they have destroyed because many of them fold up yes so if there are 100 startups i am giving a statistic for which i have no basis i would assume that perhaps if you're lucky five of them have a decent idea when i use the word decent i mean it's competitive in some sense most of our startups are copies of silicon valley because a silicon valley venture capitalist is used to that model in his california and if you can do the same thing for him he will fund it and therefore i feel <coughs> that uh, premature publicity and salutations to the status of a genius are actually detrimental for our startup culture Steve Jobs says that the best thing that's happened to him that he got fired by Pepsi, by uh, that uh, chap who came from Pepsi. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, that made him change. Now this is the great thing about this temporary brain damage that you can course correct. So either you need a dhaka, mm. and you learn from the dhaka, or you change your role model of what's a great startup founder. Now you look at. Uh, what is that company in the south called zoho all mm. these saas companies they've got low you won't even remember their names they've also been in the newspaper they've also called for some awards but you don't remember their names whereas some of these other guys uh, get their names in because they did an ipo that the prices collapsed to 40% of the issue price i don't know if you can do a study in toi uh, to be worthwhile in the last 25 years i did a casual check in the last 25 30 years which ipos have really done well and if you leave out the infosys and the <laughs> early ones maybe make my trip or uh, uh, info edge the rest are all disasters say for instance a uh, a vc 
what what should they be looking for other than of course the big idea what should they look for in the ceo i think what vc should be looking for in us in their ceos is uh, not um, see it's good they should look for aggressive ceos but ceos who are aggressive for the company not for themselves there's a big difference when you say aggressive does it show in the language how how does it work no aggressive shows in terms of your ambitions and the work you put into achieve those ambitions i know this is very old fashioned to talk about you know jamnalal bajaj or pirod shah godrej or jamshed ji tata but you see what they did they started small they thought big they made mistakes and they expanded scaled up after correcting the mistakes here people want to start big he can cash out and take his money big basket has taken his money and gone do you know what's happening to flipkart since it was taken over you don't because it's got into a black box you assume it's going all right now it may be going all right i'm not saying it doesn't it's not going all right don't get me wrong but flipkart has never tested passed the test of public scrutiny it passed instead of going to another vc or a p it went to a guy who want to buy it so also with the ones that tatas about recently you know big basket or 1mg that is not a good culture and that's the culture we are going into mujhe kya farak padta hai 7 saal ho gaye main paise leke nikal gaya now somebody is sitting in koramangala with a 12 billion dollars in his bank account he is funding other people and probably doing the same thing <laughs> i don't want i'm not casting everybody with the same brush sure but in answer to your question they must look at the past mm. to see how are great companies built in this country in this culture in this environment and now change whatever you need to change just like a great grandson should not follow his great grandfather for everything but not to follow his great grandfather for anything is also a bit um foolish mr kobalakrishnan from your sort of wide angle perspective uh the kind of importance that's now being given to startup and the kind of ballast that they have provided to some extent to the indian economy post covid etc how do you see it impacting india's corporate culture i see that the startups are developing what can turn out to be a potentially toxic culture which will be very difficult to control in 20 years time uh in a nation that is in a society which has already got Uh, one top one percent holding fifty uh, percent of the wealth and what have you. Uh, this is not a good sign. My article was uh, written to just wave the flag of caution. That uh, culture is a very important part of building an ecosystem, and we are following uh, American culture, if I may say so. I I, I address uh, Thai or. Uh, mentoring groups like sign in iit mumbai angel association they all agree with me by the way but when this kind of situation happens that you're seeing now i mean uh, without knowing every single fact about it i think it could be argued that the ptms of the world the <laughs> bharat pays of the world uh, are not the kind of if you build 25 such startups you think they will make great employers 25 years from now i don't think so and therefore my word of caution 
that we should intensify and people at a very senior level who speak of the great startup culture should make it a point to say however all this is contingent not upon getting funding not upon getting good ideas not upon getting only on getting bright people but also on getting a maturity of leadership and are there any other other than the board are there any other sort of institutional checks and balance well none of these fellows are listed otherwise sebi can be a pain in the you know what <laughs> but they are not there and uh, the only people are funders and the funders if they themselves misbehave the community of vcs uh, um, and funders is a small community you know they are like uh, the brahmins in tamil nadu you know they are 1% of the population they just pass them around i sell to you you sell to me we scratch our back you scratch our back if you produce a species which is seeing its life as only 5 to 7 years then how do you expect them to take a long term view you know so if i produce in a particular community children who say bhai 7 saal mein tum mar jaoge to what do you expect them to use those 7 years uh, he'll do must see so there is a there is the old in the first venture capital company in india was tata sons you know if you go back 1868 tata sons what did tata yeah. sons do it didn't have money of its own mm. but it set up tata steel got some profit it made tata motors it got some profit it had some textiles it got but some but they were profit. producing something that's exactly the point mm. these guys are producing nothing they are they are traders they are passing money around but you look at the old marwadi households you know the chettiars of tamil nadu the bhatiyas of kutch you know these are people who did trading they passed goods in but they ek tijori banaya and then they did something with the tijori and each community has its own interesting story they didn't just become that overnight so the fact that uh, tatas were producing something or godrej was producing something is not the point the fact is they had a mentality of living for not just tomorrow day after but for next year and year after the generations that mentality isn't there in uh, the vcs the vcs are there for 7 years ashneer grover's meteoric rise and his very public fall from grace illustrates r gopalakrishnan's argument Samita Sharma who's editor ET Tech and reports on startups says while there were murmurs of trouble brewing at Bharat Pay for some time they were never scaled up to investors or the board until the tape gate happened we've been talking about Bharat Pay and a bunch of things which were not right in the company for a while uh, but obviously none of this had come out in the public as much and in the way it has you know with this audio clip uh, now there was a toxic culture which you know we have referred to in stories um there was the sense that you know the founder is kind of completely in control go for broke aggressive uh, founder um, you know at the helm which we also knew about uh, you know people who had worked there gotten out had also spoken about you know a culture which was uh, you know fraught with uh, you know people just not uh, being able to speak up um, there were people uh, you know who have 
not been okay with some of the uh, functioning of the company mm-hmm. you know whether so they are a fintech firm they also do lending they also do very aggressive sales which is on ground um a lot of these things were being questioned by people but none of this really kind of went to the board or the top management uh because of the way the founder and his close aides sort of worked and uh, what is the role of his wife in all this i mean she if uh, she's from national institute of fashion technology but she joined bharat day and what exactly did she do and and what kind of a dynamic did the duo create in the company i i remember meeting them couple of years back and she was introduced to me as somebody who was taking care of the finances and the admin now it's it's sort of a very vague uh, you know job description i did not take it too seriously later on i was told that she was actually made head of controls i mean she is the controller uh, of all finances bharat pay is a is valued at 2.8 billion it has some of the most uh, you know sort of known and sought after investors on its uh, cap table it still did not have a cfo now that is a red flag which is what i'm pointing to all of these things were there but no one was really flagging this all throughout including their own board and their shareholders she was in control of the most important part of a company which is finance and um, a lot of the stuff which has come out in the interim report by pwc and alvarez actually hints at um, madhuri grover's uh, brother shashank jain uh, being part of all of this financial irregularities that were taking place in the company so it was pretty much like a mom and pop shop except except valued in billions yes which is which is what makes it really uh, you know which is why i think all of us are talking about it this is a board which is headed by former sbi chairman rajneesh kumar um this has sequoia capital uh, you know the most famed silicon valley venture capital investor um there are so many others who followed uh, you know sequoia capital and all of them are from this rarefied group of uh, investors uh but it is just that the company was kind of going on this growth path showing numbers and their valuation and its valuation was kind of doubling tripling in 6 to 8 months nobody was pointing any fingers so the checks and balance that should come in kind of take a back seat at the altar of phenomenal growth exactly and then they become too big so if it i mean actually bharat pay is just a 3 year old company uh, if you look at it uh, so i mean there would be people who would say it is still a startup but it is a 3 billion dollar startup which has you know and uh, one of the biggest fallout of this has been that the employees and you know the staff is also feeling the heat i mean they uh, their their esops they're not sure what it is worth uh, whether they should jump ship they should you know join other companies so it is not only the board the shareholders and the founders but you know in the case of uber we work big example right uh, or what happened with adam newman yes these are all founders who were really kind of uh, you know big and sort of iconic founders uh but 
people, I mean, the shareholders and investors were not able to arrest a lot of the stuff which was going wrong. And then it sort of just imploded. Today's episode is produced by Jairad Singh, Arun George and Sunay Marathi. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TOI+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at toipodcasts at timesinternet.in.